It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I live life sucker free That's why the niggas you be with talk down like they don't fuck with me I get money realistically And the homies show me love, groupies wanna lead a club with me Ain't nothing to a G Let your hair blow in the breeze, want some bomb ass weed Get high, cruise at a jet speed Do it like I do it for TV 675, Damier, LV Selling something with tax And when I'm on the plane, got to carry on the match Nigga, that's flat What's up, what's up, good evening Spare a minute. Uh, a little week hiatus through the Thanksgiving holidays, getting fat, all of that. But, but anyway, thank you for joining me. This is Scott Burks, and this is the Clown Hour, and I'm the creator of the sports blog called The Clown Times. And that's Clown spelled with K. You'll be able to find me on the web at www.clowntimes.net. And you'll be able to find me on Facebook as well. Um, just uh, having a little bit of fun um, right now. Pretty much just getting on Jeff Fisher and uh, for what he's trying to do with Erica, Erica uh, Dickerson earlier this week and trying to backtrack on that more on that in a moment. Uh, but you can find me on Facebook. That's just go to the search window, the upper left hand corner. Just type in the Clown Times again. It's Clown Spill with K. You'll be able to find me there as well. So speaking of Jeff Fisher, you know we all know of. What's going on with the the uh, brouhaha, if you will, uh, with Eric Dickerson and Jeff Fisher, as well as Charlie Strong getting fired early in the week. So we're going to tackle a couple of those topics tonight. So help me with this. Y'all know who he is. He really needs an introduction, but I'll do it anyway. He's the creator of the Yard slash HBCU Sports, as well as Ball Talk Radio, Sleazy Radio on every Tuesday night. Um, give it up for my man, Dwayne Nash. Another man. How was your Thanksgiving? Man, uh, oh. which, which, which part of Thanksgiving? Because, you know, uh, I, I, had, I had two parts of Thanksgiving. You know, I had, you know, the, 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 the thankful part where I spent with family, and then sure. I had the football side. So the, 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 the family part, of course, was nice and quiet. But the football right. side was a little rough, man. Um, if you want to combine my my two alma maters, my high school and my college, and then of course mm-hmm. the Redskins, um, all for that particular Thursday and Saturday, all three teams went zero and three. So my high school That's was right. playing for the uh, the city championship here in D.C. and and came up short by two points. Uh, you know, my skins came up short against Dallas on the road. You know, I like to think architecture of uh, AT&T Stadium and that, that unforgiving <laughs> sun shining in for the second quarter for that loss. And then uh, my beloved Aggies, all beloved Aggies, 
uh, went hurts. to Richmond and, and, and could not generate <laughs> offense at all. And it, right. matter of fact, I, I haven't spoken to you in a while, so I was actually in Durham for the game against Central, and oh, I'm gonna say that the Central game hurt more. To sit That's there and have to watch that, yeah, that that hurt more, and I had to travel for a second consecutive year to go and see that happen. But this year was a blowout. You know, it, it was it was a. Luckily, the thing, the turkey wasn't as tough as the football for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm tough turkey. You can't have tough turkey. I hear you that. I hear you on that. Now, how man. about your Thanksgiving? Hey. How was that? Oh, it was good. It was good. Uh, it would have been better if Dallas lost. And my dad feels yeah. your pain. He's a fellow Washington fan, and it hurt, he he didn't he it hurt him for even watching. It. it was hard for him to yeah. watch <laughs> watch the second half. So. Um, yeah, but it was good. But the last part was good because my Steelers beat the Colts. So yeah. I'll be without Andrew Luck, but hey, I'll take a win. Hey. A win is a win, especially on the road. Nope. No matter it. how you get it, you got it. Yes, there you go. Oh, and one more thing. <laughs> my beloved Wolfpack, defeated those damn Tar Heels. I'm happy. Yes, I, I saw that score too. I'm very yes. happy. That made up for the Dallas win. That made up for the Dallas win. So it's all good. <laughs> um,. But you know what? Who who else could have had a happier Thanksgiving weekend? Charlie Strong. Of course, yeah. you all know that Charlie Strong got fired. And I wrote a post on my blog uh, last week, uh, early last week before the TCU game, you know, saying that, you know, hey, I understand that the brother had a less than 500 record, a sub-500 record, 20, 16 and 21, rather, will go down mm-hmm. – Percentage-wise, that's the worst coach in Texas history. I hate that for him. Um, but I still think, you know, he should have had more time. You can't. You got to give him more than three seasons. But I understand it's Texas, but it just it just messed up all the way around. So, so why do you think Charles Strong got fired? Was it justifiable given his record, or should he have given more time with more recruits since he was pretty much cleaning up what Matt Brown messed up at the end? You see, that's the thing. Um, with him still – not playing a full term with his recruits. Technically, I would want to give a coach about, say, five years so that they at least have a full four years under their uh, under, under their, their guys and then that first year, of course, under the, the, the previous regime just to see exactly how he does. But I know a lot of times, you know, schools will get impatient and wait three years to see how you do. And if there right. isn't any change whatsoever, which happened in Charlie Strong's case, you know, they're looking mm-hmm. to make a move. My my hope for them is that they're capable of getting a guy that they think is better than, than, than Charlie was. But you're right with that 16-21 and 21 record overall and also something else that, that probably stuck in their craw because the fact that mm-hmm. – or, or in their horns, if you will, the fact that they went 5-5 yeah. five and five in state, you know, against TCU yeah. – uh, yeah. uh, uh, Rice, Texas Tech, and um, so you know you go five and five in state and go what one and two against Oklahoma. Yeah, you're going to have a rough time at, at, at convincing somebody that you need to keep your job. Well, you know, on top of that, if that wasn't bad enough, they lost to Kansas. You don't lose yeah. to Kansas if you're Texas. You just don't no. do it. And, I, I, again, I love Charles Strong. I think he's a hell of a coach. I don't think he even got to co- do coach overnight. I just think mm-hmm. that, I mean, you know, okay, this is why I come out on this. I'm a firm believer, similar to what you, you alluded to earlier, 
a coach, a new coach, needs at least four recruiting cycles to get his, his footprint, his, his footprint on the program. Mm-hmm. Okay, in other words, especially if you're in a situation as strong as in, he, I mean, I mean, let's face it, when he like like when he came to Texas, the the the, the cover was there. I mean, Max Max Brown, he was a great coach, but in the end, he went Bobby 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 Bowden on. On them, I mean, it, it was just it was just bare. I mean, no, they had no players drafted in the league. I think Matt Brown's last year, and then Charlie Strong comes in and has to discipline has has to discipline half the squad, which which kind of lends to why they were underachieving in the last few years under Matt Brown because they were undisciplined on and off the field. And Charlie Strong is not about that. He's he's about discipline on and off exactly field, off the field. And, and he you know had what? to clean up. He had to suspend 11 players, and that left him with mostly sophomores and, and, and freshmen. And that was the case this past year as well. I mean, he didn't suspend anybody that I know of, but his team was mostly freshmen and sophomore laden. And now with Tim Herman, which we'll get Tom Herman, which we'll get to in a minute, coming in, he's going to have the benefit of having the shot covered. And that's all thanks to Charlie Strong. But you're about to make two, you're about to make a point, so I apologize. Oh that. yeah, I was going to make uh, two quick points. Uh, point number one yeah. being, you're right. You cannot lose to Kansas. At least the Texas right. State armadillos were capable of tying Kansas. But <laughs> I digress. Uh, shout out sure. for those that that are you know necessary roughness fans. But yeah. I, I would say that the, the the administration at least should give kudos for, for Charlie Strong for you know. For, for his disciplinary actions or students that are yeah. doing well. I mean, if, if wins are more important to you, fire Charlie Strong. But, you know, I, I, I guess they want them players to go wild and win games. I guess that's more important yeah. than, 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 than having a, a, a program that's staying out of trouble. <clears throat> right. And this is the most – I have two things. There are two things that, to me, are the more heartbreaking parts of all of this. For one, like – Charlie Strong, like he cleaned up the, the like the culture, and you know the fact is he reportedly met with his players every week to go over their grades and to make sure they're going to class and to keep them focused. And mm-hmm. you know that's commendable. And this culture of winning and losing games in college football, that's the, you that that I mean I'm not saying that most coaches don't do it. I don't know that for sure. By pretty damn sure that's not the priority, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm, I'm like, uh, I mean, for Charlie Strong to change the culture of the program and clean it up, and still not be able to keep his job again, I understand he lost to Kansas. You can't lose to Kansas, and it's a 16, 21 record. It's not that great for three years, but to lose that discipline on and off the field in a classroom and and in the community, that's that that hurts. And his players love him. I mean, his players were crying uh, at his press conference before and after the TCU game. You can tell that the players are under pressure to perform for him, to keep the to, to keep his job, but it just wasn't meant to be. The pressure probably got to those young men. And the second, this is the second part, the second most heartbreaking, probably the most heartbreaking part about this whole thing. I'm afraid that Strong is going to be given the Tyrone Whittingham treatment. What I mean by that is, Remember when Winningham was his hottest thing to fight spread when he was leading Stanford to to those bowls? I mean, people uh-huh. think that Jim Harbaugh was the one that got Stanford going. 
No. It was actually Tyrone Woodingham that got that program going. People don't remember that, whether they mm-hmm. choose to or they just, just don't remember. But he got that program going. That's which why, which was what landed him the Notre, the Notre Dame gig. You remember yeah. he was only given three years instead of the customary five. The Notre Dame chance to give coaches. Hell, they let Char- Charlie White stay there for five years. Yeah, I'm not Tyron Woodham, but that's another podcast for another day. And I know, I think you know where I'm going with that. Um, exactly. But, <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with that. Uh, but 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 I digress. Um, but since that Notre Dame stint. Winningham has yet to have a major college football coaching job. Mm-hmm. And that's very, given the dearth of African-American men coaching major Division One college football, that's sad. And that's heartbreaking. And I'm afraid the same will happen to Charlie Strong. Now, mind and- you, people remember what he did at Louisville, building that program up. But remember, it took him a long time to get that opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. he can pass over time and time and time and time again. And I'm afraid it's going to happen to him again. And it's sad it's not right given the amount of retreads that get hired from his colleagues left and right. It's messed up. I'm trying to I'm trying not to cuss because it's really messed up, but it is what it is. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's I mean, again, those are the two most heartbreaking things about this whole ordeal. The floor is yours. Yeah, and that's a, the that's a thing that, um, that bothers me. First and foremost, to your point about uh, Charlie Strong checking uh, on, on his players. Now, if he was doing it himself, you're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about an a, a, a FCS-level school, well, FBS-level yes. school, I'm sorry, you're not right. going to get a coach that does that. You may get an assistant that does that, no, you won't. but you won't, get a, <laughs> you won't get a head coach that does that, not at all. Because you know what? He has to worry about the boosters. He has to worry about winning games so, in order, so that he can keep his job. So his job is not to wrangle the students together, make sure they're going to study hall, make sure they're studying and make sure they're passing classes. His job is to make sure that they win. So, yeah, if, if Charlie was going out of his way to do that, he was doing something that few and far between coaches do on that level, and I, I commend him for that. But, um, yeah, I, I feel for you. Well, I feel like you do in terms of he may get the, the, the tie with the hand treatment and may end up not getting another job on that level. And, of course, that discussion is another lengthy discussion for another time. I completely agree with you on that, too. Exactly. So, again, it's messed up. I'm hopeful. I mean, I'm looking around at the landscape, brother. Um, the one thing that sat – I mean, sure, I was happy that – I'll talk about uh, myself for a minute. That AC State, we beat Carolina, and we beat them down at their place. But the mm-hmm. sad part is that we're going to get that clown, Dave Doran, for another year because they already announced that he was going to come back, I guess, on the strength of beating Carolina and getting to a bowl game, which infuriates the hell out of me and probably most NC State fans. Charles, Charlie Strong could have landed there. I mean, there are yeah. other places where he could really do a good job without the pressure. I mean, let's face it, the Texas Boosters, that, that, I mean, that, I mean that, that environment in Texas was so – Dysfunctional. You had the boosters who were pretty much running the show. I mean, ever since the lost Dawes, Dawes left, uh, the, the legendary athletic director, the boosters have been running the show. And they, I mean, one particular, Red McCombs, his ass wanted John Gruden and pretty much said, he did say out loud that Strong could make a good defensive coordinator or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, so he was fighting an uphill battle. 
It was yes. fighting an uphill battle. It's not fair. And I know people want to inject race in this part of the equation, but keep in mind that most folks don't realize this. They want to, to bring in Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh's Mike Tomlin, and mm-hmm. well, long be- well before Charlie Strong. So Charlie Strong was pretty much num- choice, choice number seven or eight, if that high, on the list. But still, yeah. I mean, I know the Texas administration wanted Strong to succeed. I, I mean, I did for, I, I for damn sure believe that the president did. The athletic director, both athletic directors, the, the one who hired him, who was fired, Steve Patterson, and the interim athletic director, he wanted him to succeed. But again, results are results. You, you can't lose to Kansas. You lose by 30 to TCU at home. So, no. um, again, it's sad that he didn't get his four or five years to really make an impact with his recruiting because next season, Tom Herman, it would be shocking if Texas doesn't win 10 games. Because all those sophomores and freshmen who are ball who balled out this year, mind you, they won't have the stud running back. He'll be, like he declared for the draft earlier today. He like they will be back, and they they balled out and they'll be back. And those boys are going to be good. I would be shocked if they win less than nine nine ten games. So mm-hmm. guess who's going to get the credit for that? Tom Herman. Of course, he's strong for bringing those guys in. So. Again, it is what it is. It's heartbreaking. It's messed up. But, yeah. So, do you think he'll get a, another opportunity? Uh, we're just wrapping you know, up with, with, with that question. Huh? I was going to say, um, I would hope so. Uh, yeah. Now, do I think that he'll get another opportunity in a Power 5 conference? I doubt very seriously. Um, I would love uh, to see him go to go somewhere, maybe in the MAC, because, I mean, there are a ton of bad teams in the match that um, sure. potentially would, would, would love to have a Charlie Strong come in and revitalize that, 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 that program, especially with, with sure. the name that he carries. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are other conferences, too, where he could potentially go and, and, and turn around programs. But as of right now, do I see him, like I said before, in the Power Five in the near future? I doubt it. I really do doubt it. And, and, and it's, it's a shame. It is very it's much sad. shameful. Now, how long will it take for him to get into the job? That's the thing that I'm afraid of as well. You know, will it be a situation where he's capable of getting getting something within the next three years? That's my hope, and I have my fingers crossed for that. But if it doesn't right. happen, I will not be shocked. I will not be shocked. That's sad. I mean, damn, I could talk about two minutes, but we got to move on to Eric Dickerson. But the f- Lane Kiffin got two jobs. Two job opportunities yes. in college. Uh huh. And Charlie Strong barely got one at Louisville, and then got another one at Texas, and then is about to be banished from coaching. <laughs> it seemed like. I mean, you have yeah. so many coaches undeserved. I I hate to take away people's jobs a lot of it, but so many, in my opinion, undeserving folks with multiple job opportunities. And this guy may be damn near blackball, pardon the expression. Um, for for like a good minute. I mean, again, I'm afraid that he's going to get the Tyrell Willingham treatment, but I think that it wouldn't surprise me if that happened. It's sad, especially given what NC State wanted wanted to to stay and satisfy with mediocrity and, and retain a Dave Doran, but and many <laughs> others like NC State out there. We all know there's plenty of them, 
But, I mean, hell, Indiana could use him because Indiana just fired their coach today. They yeah. could use a Charlie Strong. I mean, what, could you imagine Charlie Strong in the Big Ten with Harbaugh, Meyer, all those cats? I mean, that would be great. But, I mean, it would be interesting. He could My be thing would be this, Indiana. though. Yeah. It, it, it would be interesting to see that. But for him to have to compete with, uh, with Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio yeah. State, Wisconsin, yeah. Iowa every yeah. year, it, it's, it, it would be it would be very tough for him um, at uh-huh. at an Indiana. Now Indiana, I, I've seen them play some good ball today or this year, but um, it, it, to, to have those five programs ahead of you, and I know that I'm probably mis- in Illinois. Illinois is a, is another program that that is on and off like Larry every Smith. other year. Exactly. Larry Smith, he's so, got those guys playing. Yeah. Yes. So you know you have situations like that where I, I guess where that there's so many bowl games, and once again that's another sto- another conversation for another day. <laughs> what you're doing is at this point is is aiming for at least six wins so that you can get a bowl appearance because mm-hmm. if they put in the program. That's all they're looking for is a bowl appearance and a bowl win. Now you start going right. to, I would say there are about maybe fifteen to twenty other programs that they're looking for a national title. And if you come away with right. anything less at that point, you, you have to at least win a conference title. Right. You don't win right. either one of those. Yeah, you mm-hmm. don't win one of those. You're gone. And then you have other yeah. programs where. Yeah, let's get a bowl and then and, and let's you know continue to to build morale within our boosters and, and get money that way and generate money that way, and and, mm-hmm. and and your job is okay as long as you don't walk away with a losing season. But that's the thing, you could not do that at Texas. No Big right. Twelve championships. You coming in sub right. five hundred all three years. The one bowl game that mm-hmm. you go to, you lose, and the team was six and six then. I, it, it was it's messed up that they didn't didn't give him the the proper time, but the writing was right. was was on the wall. It wasn't a whole lot of writing, but it was on the wall and it it, 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 right. it needed to be addressed. Right, and again, to your point, you can't lose to Kansas. That's all that needs to be said. You can't lose to Kansas, and you can't go one uh, and three against to Oklahoma or one and two. Oklahoma. Right, exactly. One or two, yeah. You, you definitely can't do that. So, those that combination. Plus, him fighting an uphill battle from day one, it just wasn't meant to be for him. But uh, no. sorry for spending so much time on him, but because we got a few minutes for Eric Dickerson, so you know what happened to Eric Dickerson and Jeff Fisher. Jeff, you know, Eric Dickerson gave that interview to ESPN saying that he got a phone call from Jeff Fisher saying that his players did not feel comfortable with with Dickerson on the sidelines because of stuff that he said on his radio show about the team. In other words, he's being punished for being objective. And then Fisher, yeah. you know, saw him backtrack and saying, well, no, I, he can welcome me anytime, blah, blah, blah. And the COO, I forget that dude's name, who bat Fisher. Uh, it's just a craziness. It's such a, just such a cluster bleep. Um, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. We all, we, we're just scratching our heads here. I scratch my head, Stephen A. Smith and, and Max Kellerman scratch their heads on first take all week talking about this as the Skip Bayless and uh, Shannon Sharp, which is a very good show, by the way, undisputed. Um, what the hell was Jeff Fisher thinking? You know what? I've said it. On, I think I said it on your show before. 
uh, Tesla, Jeff, I don't know what he has on the owner. First and foremost, is allowing him to keep his job. For those that have looked at his his, his overall record, he's coached what twenty years, and I don't think he's mm-hmm. had more. He may have had more than five winning records. And when I say winning, mm-hmm. I mean nine and seven or better. And especially in St. Louis, where oh my God, they 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 win the sweepstakes with the RG three trade, and only come mm-hmm. away with Janoris Jenkins who leaves. Really? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Get, well, no, I, I forget the D lineman that they got in that job too. But this dude is still capable of keeping his job. And in the beginning of the season, of course, he announces oh, on the hard knocks that they're not going to go to seven and nine again. And what are they about to do? Hmm. Go to the The four seven right now. <laughs> exactly. So you know they're they're, uh, they're they're on their way. But for for the players, first and foremost. Not to to be able to take, you know, criticism and, and bothered by him by being on the sidelines is hilarious to me. If if it bothers you, play better. But the thing is this, right. I understand that losing falls on two groups, players yeah. and yep. or coaches. Now, right. either the coaches aren't coaching well or the players aren't playing well. Actually, three people, mm-hmm. three groups of people, front office, coaches, players. Front office, in most cases, they're the ones responsible for drafting players, but they correspond, hopefully, with the coach in order to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. The coaches coach the players. The players are the ones that are on the field playing. So there's some sort of issue there where something needs to be addressed, but for whatever reason, Jeff Fisher has the ability and the right to do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants and still keep his job. But, of course, the players are put out there as they're the scapegoats. They're the reason why. They're the ones feeling uncomfortable with, with Eric Dickerson coming to the sidelines. So now you alienate one of the best players in the franchise's history from coming to mm-hmm. games. He's like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to come to games as long as he's the coach. Right. It's not a problem with the players. He doesn't have beef with the players. He doesn't have beef with the front office. It's the coach. So, it's insane. But, yeah, it's something that has to be done with Jeff Fisher. And and I doubt very seriously, as of right now, anything will happen. Well, here's the deal, man. He's, like, he's one of those guys, he being Eric Dickerson. Dickerson's one of those guys where not only should he ask, should he not have to ask permission, to be on the sidelines to watch his team, his former team, he shouldn't even have to bring ID because they know who he is. They know who he is in L.A. He's still loved in L.A. You know, Mm -hmm. he's a Ram legend. That's like asking Ray Lewis to show ID to go to a Ravens home game and stay on the sideline. (laughs) He's not not going to do that to Ray Lewis. You're not going to do it to Kenny Sharp. You're not going to do it to to, to the other legends. Just, Just because they make an opinion that they get paid to do whether it be on a radio show, TV show, whatever, they're analysts. Their jobs are to analyze, okay? Exactly. They're, it's not personal. They're just going by what they see. If they're not telling the truth, they're not doing their job. Not at so, all. Then the so thing is, say, is, for he, Jeff Fisher, he's a Coliseum legend. What was that? I'm sorry. Think about, it. Think about it. He's a Coliseum legend because, of course, he plays both the Rams and the Raiders. So he's, 
Here's what right. I need to walk into the Coliseum period. Say, dude, I, I'm Eric Dickinson. I, I, I paid for two franchises a year and, and beasted out on both of them. But, yeah, for him to, to, not, to, to be asked not to do his job is insane. Yeah, exactly. So, you, I was going to ask you this question, but you already answered it, and I kind of agree with you given that COO statement. I don't think anything's going to happen to Jeff Fisher. I think he's been given so many extensions, I don't see anything happening to him. I mean, that's that's the sad part. Why would the Rams be, or anyone be content with mediocrity? Hell, why is this dude getting jobs year after year and extensions year after year after year? His last winning season was 2008. That's eight. That's nine seasons ago. Yeah. He's only had, what was the stat? I think one winning season between, or two, I guess, between 2006 and 2016, so maybe one season, maybe one winning season. <laughs> he Sounds about right, yeah. What did he do with all those picks that he got in the RG3 trade? I mean, he just, why does he still have a job? Does he have pictures of the you, owner? Does he have pictures of the you CEO? Know what? I, I originally thought that it was pictures of the owner. I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably a sex tape of, of uh, the owner with another owner. Who knows? That's just me being ridiculous and insane. But it has to be no, something outlandish. It has to be something oh. insane. Maybe it's sex tapes with the, the, the Rams owner and the, and the Titans owner. Who knows? But it, it has to be something insane that this dude, for 10 years, one winning season, I've seen head coaches. Man, Daniel Snyder has gotten rid of coaches for less. I've seen him get rid of, right. of, of of Schottenheimer for turning a team that started the year of 0-5 to making them 5-5 five and 8-8 five and eight and eight at the end of the year, got rid of him. Yeah. He went 8-8. Eight and eight. And this dude, yeah, oh, oh, this, is, this is insane. I've seen other owners get rid of coaches for, for more, but he, he, he still has a job. Yeah. What is so it? I guess what this 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 um this this battle here of the wills, if you will, I I guess we won't see Eric Dickerson at the Coliseum for the next couple of seasons. I I I think the Rams may have hand Chip Fisher another extension for some inexplicable reason. I think well, the seven nine is going to stick around for a while. Say this, um and and. For those who are fans, of course, who listen to uh, Sleepy Sports, they know that our, um, our, our one of our guys who are out there and who's actually in Los Angeles, my main man, uh, LL Skippy Coolfish, uh, he's let us know <laughs> on multiple occasions that um, the Rams right now are the the, the, the fourth best, well, the the the, 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 uh, are the, the, the fourth pro team in terms of hierarchy in the city of L.A. Right. And, and that's behind yeah. the Clippers, the Lakers, and uh, even the Dodgers. And if yeah. you're talking about football teams, they're probably the third uh, favorite football team in L.A. Maybe the fourth one if the Chargers come into town. So you have a, wow. a situation where you have an organization who is not looked upon highly by the fans. And, of course, mm-hmm. if you get to that bottom line, like my man Stone Cold Steve Austin, which, of course, is money, if they start getting hurt down there, then that's probably when, when, when Fisher ends up losing his job. But uh, until then, 
I see him still on that staff. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. And you know you messed up when you're lower than the Clippers. The Clippers are the, always would be the Lakers' little brother, even though they're doing far better than Lakers. But, oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. It's a, it's, it's a damn shame. Hey, thanks for joining me, man. We'll hope for the best for Eric Dixon and perhaps Charlie Strong as well. Uh, yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. And for those watching or listening out there, SWAT Championship game this weekend, winner goes yes, to the Celebration yes. Bowl between Grambling and Alcorn State. Uh, first time ever. For the for the uh, the SWAC championship game, you have a team that is 500 in the championship game in Alcorn State, so it, it's it's kind of intriguing what will happen with the uh, Celebration Bowl winner or with the SWAC <laughs> championship winner going to Celebration Bowl. Cool. Hey, thanks a lot for the plug, and y'all ch- check that out, please. And thank you very much for that, man. Take care. No problem. No problem. You do the same. All right. Peace out. That's my guy, Dwayne Nash, breaking it down. I mean, this is – I mean, Charlie Dick, that Charlie Strong, that whole situation is so heartbreaking. I don't think he's going to get another opportunity. Now I think about it, I think he's going to get the um, Tyrone Winningham treatment, which is a damn shame. He's so much more – he's so, so, such, so much better than a lot of these coaches out here doing their thing. And for the Eric Dickerson-Jeff Fisher saga, that's just plain ridiculous. Let Eric Dickerson stay on the sideline. And fire fishes ass the way out. He's missing seven now for a reason. And I didn't even get to the fact that he has these only two games for being the loosest coach of all time in NFL history. So there's that too. But maybe the Rams do not care. But anyway, this is Scott Burks. Thank you for listening to the Clown Hour. Take care, old six. Have a good weekend. Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.